right, everyone. Welcome back to Sunscreen Shots. I'm Dar. And I'm Bradley. And we are truly the queen and king of consistency. Congrats, sir. Yeah, we've been, like, really consistent, despite the world actually falling apart around us. The world is actually falling apart around us, and we're somehow more consistent, actually. Yeah, well, it's like, I have no excuse now. Or, like, we have no excuse. If you're like, hey, could you record at, like, this time on this day? Like, where would I be? Where else would I be? You're, like... (laughs) We're usually recording at, like, 7 p.m., and it's like, okay, well, (laughs) I can't use the excuse that I'm working. So, Dar has got me trapped into consistency, and it's perfect. We're efficient. We're thriving. Um, thriving is a strong word. The editing marathon I'm currently under has me Mm -hmm. consistently twitching. Um, I'm not gonna lie, my roommate came in, so the last episode was really, really hard to edit because there were five of them so i had to adjust the volumes for each guy like every person you hear had a different volume level because they're five different people and if they weren't such a fun band i would have just been like this episode's canceled um but my roommate (laughs) she walked in and she sees me like literally pulling out my hair and she just turns around and walks out and does not spend the night in the apartment oh my god dar it would be so sad if you made yourself bald from stress (laughs) it was yeah it was a stressful time it was not editing that was like not fun but again if it was like any other episode i probably would have just caught the episode but they were so funny and so nice that i was like for the men hashtag ftb for the boys wow well luckily this week we only have one person we're chatting with so it should be easier Yes, thank God. But, um, so I do have a confession for you, Bradley, this week. Okay. Could you imagine it's, I made the guest up? (laughs) He doesn't exist. I'd be like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a guest, and I'm actually really excited about him. But I filled out the whole template, and I'm looking at it now, and I don't want to discuss anything I wrote down. That's fine. I want to talk about something else, if that's okay. Change it, Dar. I will go with anything. I am truly just a leaf in the wind. Well, because this happened two hours ago, and I'm looking at this, and I was like, none of this is as important as what I want to talk about right now. So yes, go off book. Volume fucking up because this needs to be said. Okay. So basically, um, both you and I have had to get TikToks recently for research purposes. Yes, I'm just observing and keeping an eye on some of my friends who have TikTok. I would say just to monitor their mental health more than anything. And also, um, hint, hint, we may at some point in our lifetime, once we're not backlogged anymore, have a TikTok episode. Um, Mm. But that's just like at a point. (laughs) We don't know when. But (laughs) But I downloaded it because I was like, oh, I can't film a full episode without research. Like I'm a... I'm legit. I can do this. So yeah. I'm on TikTok. I'm on the For You page. Have to hand it to them. Some of it is really fucking funny. You know, some people are funny. And then I see this one TikTok and I wish I liked it because now I went back to try to find it so I could send it to you and I cannot find it. But let me just set the scene for you and why it angered me. So it's a man and a woman who are presumably dating based on the background. And... 
it's she apparently they had a fight or something some sort of falling out and she wanted her space and the video is her singing whenever you're you know that tiktok song where it's like whenever you're ready i'll be ready or something like that no okay it's a very vocally challenging song and it's like okay i'm not gonna sing it i was about to sing it we're gonna spare our listeners that but it's basically the lyrics are like whenever you're ready i'll be ready something along that vein it's from his point of view and this woman is belting it and the text on the fucking video says this is how she lets me know she's ready to talk to me after a fight. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you expect me to be snow Ew. fucking white? Like, after a fight, you want me to serenade <laughs> you to let you know you can talk to me? I, no, okay, and I understand. I am not a gooey romantic. Like, I get that, and I know, and every guy I've been with has told me that they thought I was uninterested in the beginning of our speaking. I get, I'm a little bit cold, you might want to say. But I am sorry if we are fighting, like you did something dumb to make me mad, why the fuck would I serenade you afterwards? No, I need an apology, not an avert, like a spoken word one. And it cannot be sung to me. I will stab you. <laughs> to sing to me he can try singing to me but i'm for goddamn sure not singing to him not no. that i'm like a good singer it wouldn't be as beautiful as she did it but in all seriousness and then i was like really digging deep into this i was like and also i'm not the type of girl that's like oh like you can come talk to me now i'll like calmly talk to you i will literally storm in the room and be like and one more <laughs> fucking thing and bring up a fight from three months ago i will <laughs> the idea of me calmly being like and whenever no. you're ready and start singing to him is maybe this is why no. she's in a relationship and i am not because i would not be that nice dar maybe i'll write an original piece for you to perform to men <laughs> And if I'm performing, it's not going to be from another room. I need my boyfriend to sit there and watch and clap and praise me throughout the whole yes. thing. He should be throwing roses at you. <laughs> I And then, like, it would set the For You page. Because I rewatched that video, like, four times to fully absorb what was being presented because i could not believe that these people were real it started going into relationship tiktok and oh, no. relationship tiktok's my hell wait my for you is horrible i think i need to follow more accounts or something i only go on it every couple days but like somehow mm. for some reason a lot of them are just like boston specific tiktoks and i don't get like, how, A, that's, like, just a huge enough category where most of my For You page is just, like, Boston-specific things. Like, it's I don't know. It's because it's geographic. It's oh. by location. Like, mine has a ton of teeth shit all the time. Well, I don't give a shit about what someone's Boston apartment looks like. And, like, <laughs> stuff like that is showing up in my For You page. It's like, okay, yes, I've been in plenty of Boston apartments. It's gross. Whatever. Like, I don't want to see this on TikTok. I'd still rather that than the relationship shit I'm seeing. It's literally... Like, people really post just, like, slideshows of them and their boyfriend with, like, background music. And everyone <laughs> uses the same song. I'm so confused. 
Like, when did we all just... Should we make a send screenshots TikTok and do that? Oh my god. We actually have so many <laughs> pictures together. We Ours would be cuter than theirs. I swear to god. Yeah. I'm just not into it. So, but some of my TikToks, I will say... The cooking TikToks are excellent because it's for people that are as lazy and cheap as I am. So there's like two ingredients per recipe. Oh, interesting. Maybe I'll get into that because I've been so lazy lately. And I do think that the comedy ones, some of them are, some of them have me chuckle. I will never understand the dance phases. Like you could not pay me to watch 17 year olds dance or choreograph for me but like sure if that's your vibe i feel like it's perverted to watch oh, the 17 those. year old ones all the dance ones i'm like i have no idea how old this person is and i feel creepy so i need to like swipe over. but i really don't get the dance ones because they're very like simple dances and it's just everyone doing the same dance and everyone somehow goes viral just like moving their hands like, okay, sick. Like, I can do that, too. I'm just not 17 years old. Yeah. Different time start. Wow. Do we sound old? No, of course not. I mean, I mean, come on. Like, at least we're on TikTok. I'm still hot and young. I just, like, I'm just not in high school. Right. And I will just say, it took me five years after everyone else to get on Instagram. It only took me, like, a year to get on the TikTok train. So, if anything, I'm getting trendier as the years go on. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I decided, so, before I was going to talk about someone sliding into my Facebook Messenger, which I thought was so funny, but I don't know if that's mean, so I don't know if I should talk about it. No, I feel like you don't need to expose his name, but I feel like it's funny. It is funny. And it's quarantine specific. It is quarantine specific. I was, like, really debating. I was going to have this talk with you on air so people could see... That we have moral, some sort of moral question before we post. What is up? Send screenshots. It is Dart editing. So basically I'm coming on here to let you guys know that I did take this part out because it did get a little bit too mean for my comfort level. Um, but I'm leaving this part in because I do think there are two lessons to learn from the story without actually telling the story. The first and most important lesson is that Bradley and I are moral people with a lot of empathy, so you should look up to us. And the second lesson is, if you want to slide into people's DMs, totally go for it. Just don't do it over Facebook because that's really weird. And Instagram is probably the platform you want to choose. Don't ask me why this is. It just is. It's the status quo, and I encourage you to just follow it. So, yeah, keep listening. Bradley's going to talk about his exciting week. Okay, so this week... I don't know what I was up to. I truly think I'm getting lazier and lazier and unhealthier by the second. I am addicted to falling asleep, which means I truly cannot stop accidentally dozing off throughout the day. Like, in random places? Do you have narcolepsy? I think I'm just so tired from being so stagnant all the mm. time, where my body is just like, whoa, we're basically asleep <laughs> now. They sleep like... Like, on Sunday... Yeah. On Sunday, I had, like, I ate my breakfast and drank a coffee, and then I was just sitting on my, like, back porch, and I fell asleep in the chair on my back porch for a few minutes, and I woke up and I was like, oh my god, I am literally my grandpa. And then I came back in and was like, okay, that's embarrassing if a neighbor saw. So what if a neighbor thought you overdosed and called 911? 
That's generally was my fear. I was like, this neighbor probably thinks, because I'm, like, hot and skinny. Like, she was like, oh, my God, this he probably overdosed and, like, passed out on his little back porch. <laughs> I was in a chair, so it's not like I was just collapsed. Well, on it depends the... on which chair. Because you have one chair that is very uncomfortable, so if you were falling asleep on that, I would assume overdose, oversleep. It was one of the more comfortable ones, but it's still not that comfortable. And then I came back inside and took a nap, and I was like, didn't I just finish a coffee? So I don't know. And then I can't wake up in the morning slash I wake up, I do like a few things, then I accidentally fall back asleep. And I'm like, oh, oops, I'm supposed to be working right now. But so that's just where we're at in life. Just honestly, what else are you going to do? Like, you might as well sleep to pass the time. I guess. Yeah, but it just makes me feel lazy, and I'm scared that I have no muscles anymore. Well, we, we talked about this on episode something. We talked about how meatheads were not it, so you're just preventing yourself from re- reaching meathead level. Yes, but it's at the point where I'm scared. My legs won't even support me. <laughs> I won't be able to walk in a week. <laughs> Bradley, you know, that could make for a really good episode. Yes, Dar, I've become that just stationary. Don't you go on walks? We, like, discussed this. I've been walking, like, five minutes a day now. <laughs> you walk <laughs> up and down the street and turn around. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> but whatever. Maybe tomorrow I'll go on a walk. There's always tomorrow. That's true. And also, when else in your life are you ever going to be able to do this, assuming that you don't become, like, an actual drug addict yeah well you're right like, you're you right take advantage. i'm enjoying it we're we're on the holidays despite people dying i love how you keep referring to it as a holiday it kind of feels like summer vacation because i'm in a little bubble is that no. bad and then i just like but then i go on social media or the news which are the same thing at this point and i'm like oh wait there's actually like horrible things happening yeah so, it's horrible count your blessings. but at the same time i feel like what last summer there was probably some sort of disaster at some point like instead of hurricanes right now we have corona days yes and then hurricanes will happen we don't know that for sure that's a maybe that's true that's actually 100 percent true we do there's no confirmation that there will be (laughs) could you imagine someone cites this podcast as us saying (laughs) that this summer will have horrible hurricanes no uh we are the Weather Channel. That could be, if this doesn't work out, I would be totally fine with the Weather Channel buying us out. I'll do the weather, whatever. It's sunny. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Isn't that the weather? It's sunny and you can wear shorts. Like, that's all you need to know. No, it, I feel like they should say the weather based on what you're wearing. Oh, I agree. Like, it's like, oh, you can wear shorts today. Or it's like, oh, today you might, like, need a light cardigan or something. Like... Why don't they just say that? I don't know what numbers mean. And also, it would really help me personally out if they gave some fashion examples, like maybe a model that I can model my outfit after. I think, oh my, we're starting the weather (laughs) channel. Fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) That, I feel like that has to be at least daily though, which seems exhausting. And based on our um, consistency with this, I don't know, but we'll we'll I cannot edit daily. I cannot stress to you. I really downplayed how scarring the editing experience of last podcast was. Yeah. Well, everyone follow, send screenshots on TikTok for daily (laughs) weather updates. And relationship TikToks. Um, and that's all. I'm lazy. And my leather life update, I don't know if this is 
a riveting story, Dar. Feel free to cut this whole thing out if you I've want. I've done it before. My other life update, it truly shook me to my core yesterday, is did you know Tempeh could get moldy? Do you know so I was just is? about to ask you, I did see this on the outline and I didn't have time to Google it because I opened it right before we started recording. So I have no idea what it is. So, so listeners, I'm um, vegetarian, controversially. What's it, how is that controversial? Um, Who's offended by that? I don't know. Someone out there probably is. Everything's controversial, Dar. It's 2018, <laughs> 2020. Um, so anyways... Tempeh is it's just a sore th- a soy thing, so it's like a meat alternative, oh, and it's kind of grainy oh tasting. Oh my god! Anyways, okay, whoa, whoa, Dar's eating you on me. Said, um, I didn't say grainy. You said it was a grainy meat alternative. How would you react if you didn't know what tempeh was, and that was the description? Okay, okay, it's actually pretty good if you cook it right. But anyways, so I bought some. It's actually on like like, the mid-lower tier of my meat alternatives list, but sometimes I just want to switch it up and I have some. But I probably have had it for, like, a month mm-hmm. or so. But the expiration date is in July because it's, like, fake meat. It's good forever. But, so I take it out of its packaging and I'm like, oh, there's, like, a weird pink thing at the end of this. Like, that's, like, not normal. And I gave it a sniff and... Okay, this is also going to expose myself as kind of crazy. I was like, I sniffed it, and I was like, this smells exactly like a strawberry pulsar. <laughs> and now I have to transition to my other confession, which is that during quarantine, I have become addicted to Pop-Tarts. Oh, my roommate is too, and she's like a stick, so that's probably fine, I don't know. It's shameful for me. I go to the corner store, and I'm like oh my god, I can't go and only buy Pop-Tarts. So I'm like, fuck, let me pick up some, like, paper towels while I'm here. Because, like, I feel embarrassed that I'm risking my life and whoever's working at the store's life because it is coronavirus quarantine 2020 to go solely to buy Pop-Tarts. Really, that's like, you know in high school when you first start buying condoms and you go and you also buy, like, cereal so you're not just buying condoms? Mm. It's the quarantine version of that because who is buying condoms right now? So anyways, Jesus Christ, is this interesting? Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm riveted, personally. Okay, so back to this pink thing. So I was like, oh, it's pink. It smells like um, the artificial strawberry flavoring of the Pop-Tart. So whatever, I cut off the end and kind of scraped off like all the visual pink things I saw. But doesn't which I know you were not. Doesn't that make you wonder what is going on with the strawberry pop tarts then? Yes, so I think I'm gonna have to a not eat strawberry pop tarts pop tarts for a while because I'm gonna think of the smell and the taste of my tempeh. I almost threw up, and then I was really sad because I was like, wow, I spent a half hour cooking this. So I just picked out all the tempeh pieces, (laughs) and then I just poured curry sauce onto like the dish and was like well it'll mask the rest and I probably won't die so that was my meal and I was really sad and now I don't think I can eat tempeh for a long time again if it helps you I never had any intention of eating tempeh and now in solidarity with you I will never eat tempeh also viewers listeners listeners, beware I didn't I didn't know temp- I didn't know mold could be pink I also are we and sure and apparently that's mold? it can be like- well no 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 then I googled okay. it and it brought me to some blog where some woman was like, top 10 tempeh fails. 
and one of the and I she did describe them as mm. fails, which is like disgusting. And in the category of quote unquote tempeh fails was pink oh mold. God. And I was disgusted. She also had a she provided a solution for it though, and it involved like an overnight process of like boil boiling and like drying them out. And I'm like, girl, this costs like two dollars <laughs> at Trader Joe's. I'm just gonna throw it out and get like a new one. It is not worth all the that boiling? effort to like fix the mold from the tempeh. So that's my food journey during quarantine. And that truly was the most eventful thing to happen to me this week. I don't really have any food journeys. I feel like my journey has just been pretty stagnant. I just eat. If it's moldy, I tend personally to just choose to throw it out, you know, go to my local Trader Joe's. It's a great quarantine See, activity. I, I also do not know what was going through my brain <laughs> when I saw the mold. I saw the pink thing and I just cut it off and was like, "Eh, everything bad, if it was, we'll just cook out fish. Okay, to be fair to you though, Bradley, if that were me and I saw one moldy part, like I probably also would just cut it off and be like, played it safe, good to go. Yes, I was trying to reduce food waste because I'm a great person. I'm an eco bitch, I think. Yes, Sense Screenshots promotes recycling and reducing food waste by literally eating that Pop-Tart fucking mold. Yes, so also just, this is a huge PSA. Mold can be pink, (laughs) and I learned that yesterday. And it's, I was, I'm, I'm still disturbed. I think I would throw up if I smelt a strawberry Pop-Tart now, which is also very sad. I think that's sadder to me than losing um, tempeh. It's losing the joy of a, a Pop-Tart. But I guess I still have brown sugar cinnamon. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. I have this elaborate birthday gift for you. I'm just going to buy you like three things of Pop-Tarts. Actually, No, no, I want the elaborate gift. No, fuck this. Dark. The- We're going to be out of court. Pop-Tarts are only my quarantine thing. Okay. I, well, maybe oh my gosh future like preview maybe i'll have you unbox it on air because it's actually so dope i found this and i was like oh this is gonna i'm gonna wow bradley oh my god i'm flattered viewers or listeners sorry we keep doing this his birthday is months away <laughs> yes it's the end of august august 29th you can if you want to send me something DM me and I will give you my address. I do not care if you want to send me. My birthday is also August 15th, so it's slightly before Bradley. So if you want to send me anything before you send something to Bradley, let me know. Also, DM me. Although I refuse to accept people on my private account now, I only let them follow some screenshots. So if you want to access me, you have to do through some screenshots podcast on Instagram because I will not let you follow my real account if I do not know you. Mine is currently, my Instagram that is, is currently unprivated because I do not care. Follow me. I just didn't want. Literally message me. My thing is, and then we have to wrap this up because we have a guest upcoming. Um, But my thing is, I just didn't want to unprivate my account because I promote some screenshots on it. And men that I'm talking to tend to look at my Instagram and men that I'm talking to, I cannot have find, like, I cannot have them find send screenshots because I will probably talk about them on send screenshots. Oh, that's so fair. So I need to keep it 
private and there's no way um there's actually now a slight potential that someone that i'm talking to would find some screenshots first but we'll cross that bridge when we get there if they're listening they need help yeah I'm get sorry. Out. our viewership is also 80 percent female so if they're in the 20 percent subset get out <laughs> but also the st- statistics, I don't know what is the yeah. data, the data, the raw data. It doesn't say if those, the 20% who are not female, if they're male. And if they're male, are I'm they assuming gay? they're gay. I'm just assuming. It does not say that. I yeah. wish it said that. But the sexual orientation is not represented on the Spotify thing. Yeah. Spotify, like, Spotify can't confirm if you're gay or not, but it, like, it probably assumes. Yeah. If you downloaded Dua Lipa's last album, it Spotify's like, okay, like, come on. It come does on. show me, though, what our listeners are listening to, and based on what they're listening to, they're probably gay. Guess what? Wait, our, like yeah, music or other podcasts? Music. Guess what our top artist is that they listen to? I, no, Dua, Lipa. Dua Lipa. Lady Gaga. What is it? Tell me. It's Taylor Swift. Oh, that makes sense. Well, you know what? I I like Taylor Swift. And if she's listening... I personally don't listen to her. No. Yeah, could you imagine? It's just Taylor Swift playing our podcast. Just because she listens to herself. Yeah. Or maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe it's like her top user. Her top users. Taylor Swift re-listens to everyone. She listens every single day, so... Which means at least seven times a week she will listen to the same episode. Um, but anyway, not to put an abrupt end to this, um, but we are queen and king oh. of rough transitions. We do have to start setting up for our guest. By the way, guys, this guest I am so excited for. His song got me through my morning commute for a really long time, and I can't believe we get to talk to him. I am so excited. I asked him if it was okay to sample his music, and he said, choose your favorite song. But my favorite song is seven minutes long, (laughs) so that would be, like, a tenth of our podcast would just be me sampling his song. I'm really excited. So we're going to do some editing magic, and the song will be right now. Barefoot on the sidewalk Headphones in to let my mind walk In my hands I'm carrying my shoes And I'm late to philosophy 203 Won't McTaggart be so proud of me And I don't have any notes Just a couple pictures that I drew my hair looks like a bird's nest And according to my roommate I'm a little underdressed With a cut-off t-shirt and a fanny pack I got at the zoo Cause it's a little chilly for September 2nd It's like 45 degrees in the middle of the Midwest And I'm really reconsidering Removal of my socks and my shoes Cause the wind is biting at my toes And the chill is nipping at my nose My shoulders feeling heavy cause my backpack straps are loose But it all feels so good When every little thing's exactly how it should be So it really made a difference when I narrowed down my vision to you 
You had on a denim jacket and a crop top white t-shirt to match it And your yoga pants were popping and your sneakers you were rocking them too And your hair was up in space buns and you were killing with the makeup And I was looking like a dumbass with my cut off and my hands full of shoes So we are back. The song you guys just heard is called Girl from the Sidewalk. And we are here with the artist. His name is Noah Flourish. And for those of you that don't know, last week I talked about my everything playlist. This one is on a playlist. It's called Waiting for the Tea because I'm a girl on the sidewalk as I'm waiting for the tea. So it fits really well. And it's seven minutes long almost. So it really takes up that time. It fills it up. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to get down and uh, talk about some stuff. Heck yes. So we tried to guess where you were from. So from the song, I know it's the Midwest. Probably. Yes. Yes. And from simply going on your Instagram, it seems like it's Nebraska. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty proud uh, UNL student. So I, I'm actually, I'm from Omaha originally. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the bigger city, um, but Lincoln's actually the capital and that's where the bigger university is at. So a lot of people from Omaha come down to Lincoln for school. And I just kind of, I did that. It's super cheap if you live in state. Um, it's a great school. It's awesome. And the football What's is- What's the scene like in Lincoln? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's the Midwest. So there's not a lot of like really super cool stuff going on but there are cool spots here and there in in both like the omaha and the lincoln areas i would say in omaha where like i went to high school and everything it's Mm -hmm. there there was there isn't really like a scene for anyone under 21 like the bar scenes in omaha really cool like some really great spots downtown and like that's all great but Growing up in Omaha, it was kind of like, well, which parking lot are we are we going to tonight? <laughs> there was one big park, and I wonder if you know if, if I have some Omaha people listening. Eventually, there's one big park that I would go to every once every once in a while um, called Memorial Park. And it's this it's this big sort of like veterans monument with a big bunch of green space, and it's kind of where like it's I don't know it's kind of where like a, a lot of like the outcasts went to go like hang out and like do hood rat shit with their friends. <laughs> so and so I, if, if there was like nothing else going on out where I live, we would, we would go there. And now down in Lincoln, I guess kind of the cool spots are just kind of like this, the houses, you know, cause that's where the people are at. So uh-huh. yeah, a lot of my friends just like, we have houses down here and I'm fortunate enough to live in like a neighborhood where I have like, five different groups of friends that live like down the street from me in like different directions. So I'm usually not going anywhere aside from their houses. And are you quarantined right now at school or at home? Yeah, well, I'm down in Lincoln. I'm in like, I'm in my duplex. Um, Me and like four, I have four guys that live with me. They've all moved out. Um, I'm the last one here. So has your solitude helped your creative process at all? Yeah, well, okay, so at the beginning, I felt very, very hindered. Um, so I, I am someone who writes 
very much based off of like personal experience and especially when it comes to like human interaction right so when when i like go out i'm like i i consider myself like always writing i know that's like super cliche or whatever but like <laughs> my, my notes are literally full of like one or two word phrases that like someone has said to me in passing or in conversation or whatever that i'm like ooh, that's like a nice little lyric girl from the sidewalk the song you just played it's like an actual true story that that happened as I was walking around campus at UNL. Is McTagger a real person? So that's actually, okay. So bits and pieces of that song come from like the actual true narrative. And then bits and pieces are like me, like doing some songwriting flexing. <laughs> okay. So the McTagger thing is actually one of my favorite lines of that song. So it's really cool that you bring that up. So, um, I actually was never in philosophy 203. I was in philosophy 206 and it was like a philosophy of religions class, mm -hmm. um, which is where I was headed in the song. I just needed something to rhyme with E. So I chose 203 <laughs> instead. Um, but um, I was talking about how I was gonna be late to class. And I know like time and philosophy are often things that kind of like interweave, especially um, in this like ph philosophy of religions class, we had like covered that for like a segment. So I was like, okay, let's pull in some like people who talk about like time relativity and McTaggart is like this big time philosopher and his whole thing was like, time doesn't matter that much. Like he was kind of like every, like time is like super relative in an experiential way. Mm -hmm. So that line goes, and I'm late to philosophy 203. Won't McTaggart be so proud of me? Because he's like, oh, who cares? You know, that like you're late. So much more sense. I thought this whole time your professor was McTaggart and he just didn't like you. So he didn't want you in class. Okay. Okay. See? Well, you know, I'm not, it's not, your job. <laughs> it's not your job to have to like go through and like break down all those lyrics. But that one in particular is like one I'm super proud of. So it's cool that you bring it up because I had to like do some digging for it because I, I didn't know about I like literally looked up like philosophers of time and like found him and I liked what he was talking about. So did the girl from the sidewalk, did she find the song? Has she found you? No, what? no, which is like, which is okay. I'm like, when I, even when I wrote this song, I was pretty much like over it mm -hmm. um, when it first happened. So like, I like, you know, we crossed paths. We both looked back at each other. That was like the main gist of it. And I remember like right away, I got, I pulled my phone out. Like I was telling you and I, and I wrote, uh, me and this girl just walked past each other and we kind of like both looked back at each other at the same time and like it was cute and i like put it aside and i went to class and did my own thing and i came back to that actually like a couple months later it was like oh yeah let's write a song about it and so like i tried to like recall as many details as i could and, and i got it all down in like two days which is pretty nice for like a seven minute song but no i, I mean when i put it out like I wasn't really like expecting to find her really, even though it kind of like says that in the song, like UNL is a pretty big school. There's like 23,000 kids enrolled here. So. So you've never seen her again? No. And honestly, I don't know if I'd recognize, I mean, I got the description down pretty good at the time, but like there are a lot of people that look like that. Um, and I'm pretty bad with names and faces to begin with. So. If she is listening to this, Oh, we then will, I feel bad. We will find her for you. Bradley and I are pretty good <laughs> at finding people on Instagram from past experience. So now this podcast's mission. 
what I really like about it is like about that song in particular mm -hmm. is how like I was super descriptive with like how she looked and so I've had like a, a lot of people do like fan art and send it oh, to me really? of like of like yeah which is like really cool but I also think it's like distorted how she actually <laughs> are they like police sketches <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> have you seen this girl <laughs> just very that yeah, exactly yeah, so that whole song, I don't know, that whole thing was like a really cool, incredible experience. That was the first one I did, actually. That was the first song you ever wrote? Um, no, that was the first song I like put out um, kind of like professionally. Mm -hmm. I've been writing songs for like a super, super long time. When did you start writing? Okay, so do you guys remember <laughs> Mumford and Sons? I, I love Mumford and Sons. I still love yeah. Mumford and Sons. Beloved okay. is a great song, everyone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I, I don't know if it was their debut album, or or what. It was the one with like Little Lion Man, and The Cave, and that when they dropped that album, that was like the first I had heard of them. I have three older brothers, mm -hmm. and so they were kind of like, how I listened to music pretty much, because, um, they were like, listen to this, and I'd be like, okay, because I didn't have like a mind of my own or anything when I was in. This was like seventh <laughs> grade. Um. And so my older, we were all kind of like in this Mumford and Sons, we were on this like Mumford and Sons kick. Mm -hmm. And my oldest brother, when he went off to college, he was like, well, I got to like pick up something new or whatever. And so he got a banjo. Um, <laughs> he left, he left. So he was, he was leaving for his freshman year and I was going into eighth grade and he got a banjo. And I was like, that is so cool. I want one too. And so I, I asked my parents and I got one for Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to be just like Mumford and Sons. I'm going to like absolutely shred on this banjo. And yes. banjos are so hard to learn. <laughs> I still have mine. It's like sitting right there in the corner. And it's just like in a case. And I haven't opened it in like <laughs> four or five months. Um, so I, I picked up the banjo and, and I tried to teach myself these Mumford and Sons songs. And the, the guy, I don't know who, who he is but in that band just absolutely shreds. And I just got like so down on myself so quickly um, that I was just like, screw it. I'm not doing their songs. I'll just make my own. <laughs> and so that's where it all started. So like, I think around eighth grade is when I wrote my first song. Oh, wow. um, I still have like the words and everything. Um, what was not, it about? It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was about a girl. It was about a girl um, that I had, <laughs> this is funny. It was about a girl that I met at like a Jesus camp, <laughs> <laughs> which you know that's a little little bit about me. Um, okay, but... you really buried the lead. Next time, whenever anyone speaks to you from now on, say hello. My name is Noah, and I went to Jesus camp in <laughs> middle school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big part of my pre-high school. Yeah, in Boston, <laughs> yeah. we just don't meet very many people that go to Jesus Camp and I think we're both fans of the Jesus Camp documentary so this is like really taking us aback now. Oh and it was like next level Jesus Camp too because like I'm like Catholic mm -hmm. I you know come from like a very Catholic family mm -hmm. and it's fun okay you know this is a fun tie-in so the college that that oldest brother went to yeah. like where that camp was held so like <laughs> It was this whole, it was like down in Kansas and like we would oh get God. on a bus. <laughs> yeah. 
and <laughs> we would get to go on a bus. That was like the exciting part. <laughs> you know, it's it is exciting to be on a bus in middle school. Oh yeah, huge. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't like a school bus. It was like a cool travel city bus that you would like. How did Jesus Camp afford that? Darn, there's a lot of money in Jesus. Yeah, I don't know oh, anything yeah. about Jesus. Well said, well said. Do you have any fun, <laughs> just like a side, do you have any fun Jesus Camp stories now? Just mm. um, You know, so uh, that's actually where I met like my first girlfriend, which is kind of funny. At Jesus Camp? Uh, is that allowed? Yeah. Okay, Jesus Camp is the spot to be, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so I, well, I don't know. I never had, like, a super bad time. Um, <laughs> they, because they, they, I feel like they did a good job, at least the one that I went to, mm -hmm. they went a good job, like, they did a good job of, like, ha like planning, like, cool stuff, too. So, like, the, the school I went down to is Benedictine in Atchison, Kansas. Real nice school, sketchy town. Um... It's like the third most haunted town in America. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's where they have Jesus camp? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's like, it, before it was like a university, it was like this super old monastery. And so like, I don't know. There's like all the, I don't, I don't want to get into like the little, <laughs> it would take forever, but there's Just like- the mythos. It's like where Amelia Earhart was born and like, she's gone now. And like all these different things, like, um, but anyways, Yes, they hold Jesus camp there. And I never really had like a, yeah, crazy experiences there in any regard, but like I was like really into soccer and they had like a nice soccer field. So like I would always convince people to come play soccer. We'd do like big rounds of uh, like World Cup and things like that. So I had a good time. I had a good time. Yeah. Nice. Well, speaking of crazy experiences, this actually brings us to one of our questions. We love to ask people if they have any crazy experiences from like shows or fans, or we like to use the word groupies. Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's, oh man. Okay. So I will say I haven't played like very, I haven't actually played a big live show mm -hmm. as, as Noah Flourish yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm which I'm really looking forward to do. I was going to do, I was going to have like my big debut show down here this spring because I had like had a band put together and everything. That's all right though. Um, I guess they will hopefully do something in the fall. Um, fingers crossed, knock on. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll to. Um, but I have played, I like, done my rounds at the coffee shops down here and like the open mics and things like that just kind of like little things here and there mm -hmm. and um there's one coffee shop down here called the foundry and they do they have like really nice open mic nights where like really interesting people will come in and play um and so there was one night um everyone was just like everyone who went up to the open mic was just killing it it was like a bunch of like really really good musicians a bunch of really good singers and i went up and i sang I sang this song called Girl from the City Part Two, which isn't out yet. Mm -hmm. But the, the part one is the part one is out. And that's it, like the most recent song I just put out. Mm -hmm. And it's like the part one is like this very fun song and poo -poo -poo, like very electronic. This part two one is like played on the guitar and it's very slow. It's like five and a half minutes long. And it's like you're leaving the city and you're like leaving the girl behind. And it's 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 a very sad, longing song. And so whenever I go to sing that one live, I kind of like put myself into this place of like, all right, I'm sad now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
so I go up on like the stool and I get in front of the mic and I'm playing my guitar at this at this coffee shop and it's I guess it's like nine or it's around like nine o'clock I was like one of the last people singing and the way this coffee shop is set up and like the way they have the mic and everything I'm facing kind of like inward towards the coffee shop and there's a bunch of glass panels behind me that's like the window and the doors mm-hmm. to okay. go out. and so I'm I'm singing this song and I get about probably like three quarters of the way through it I've really got like the crowd captured everyone's quiet and it's just like things are going great and then I hear like a bunch of yelling and like screaming behind me from like behind the class. (laughs) And so I keep singing, I keep singing, but I have to like work my way around the mic and like turn my head around. And it's a bunch of guys from my fraternity that are going to like some EDM concert down the street. And they like were walking by and saw me and they started like banging on the glass. (laughs) In the middle of like this very like emotional song. And I like, kind of look at them and like as I'm still singing I like shake my head and I'm like you guys gotta go and they did they dipped and it was it ended up being fine but I just thought that one was like that's like the first one that came to mind yeah um but um yeah I'm in I'm in Pike oh oh is Pike a big deal we went to University of Massachusetts, and by our senior year, that one was, it was um, shut I forget. down. Can we say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was shut down completely. Yeah. I will say, I will say this, <laughs> <laughs> that the Pike chapter at UNL is, like, a very upstanding fraternity. It's a bunch of, like, computer guys and music mm. guys. Um, I hear I hear some horror stories about other Pike chapters. chapters at different places, and I'm always just kind of shocked because I was brought into like this really like nice group or or like <laughs> really upstanding fraternity and blah blah blah, which I love and it, and that's great. I went to an all guys high school, so like having some sort of like guys being guys stuff is like good for me. So like having like a fraternity is like a great thing. Um, but we do we do this this philanthropy called Ooh. called backpack in black. And it's like where we go um, and we play a couple, like we play like a live show yeah. in, in like a venue. So the venue we, we go to downtown, we rent out, is, it's called Doss House. It's like the local gay bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and they rent it out to us for like a Saturday night. And we, it's like Pike and then two other fraternities put on bands and it's like a battle of the bands. Um, There's enough musicians in each frat to do that? Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like, well, talent. So in ours, we like, we don't like go out of our way to like re- recruit mm-hmm. musicians, but like my, my producer, Ross Grebe, who's like, he, he's done almost all of my songs and he's like my pledge dad is an incredible artist and producer and writer as well. So like he's who actually kind of got me into Pike. Oh. Um, Cause mm. he, he's a year older than me. Um, and so there's there's a lot of musicians in Pike just because I think the way our chapter kind of works is we like work to like recruit really interesting people and I think if you do music you're like automatically kind of cool so (laughs) (laughs) so it's like style points um and yeah I guess the other fraternities like one fraternity does like a rapper every year and then one will do like a a Mm. band well but we we played um let me pull up this this set list this was last year we were gonna have a crazy set list this year too but okay canceled (laughs) This is this is Backpack in Black. This is our set list from two years ago. And let me tell you, one of the funnest things I've ever done, because like that was like a real concert, like 
hundreds of people like were up on stage going crazy. So we started with Eruption, which is like this, just basically one long guitar solo mm -hmm. by Eddie Van Okay. Mm -hmm. Which Ross played, my producer, because he's also classically trained guitar. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Got whatever. Then we're, I'm just going to go down the list here. Mr. Brightside, Gives You Hell, Stacy's Mom, Everybody Talks, Sweet Caroline, Thunderstruck, Burning Up, Fight for Your Right, Beastie Boys, Year 3000, mm -hmm. Take Me Home, Country Roads. So... I will say that that sounds like 50% of the frat parties I went yep. to. And I, I'm for the vibe, honestly. You gotta, you gotta read the room. You gotta play to that crowd. It's exactly. a very great heavy crowd. Adapt. <laughs> um, yeah, just exactly. for our listeners to know, I'm not shitting on Greek life. I was also in a sorority. And I think even though I was inactive my senior year, I can still stay. I was in the sorority. So I don't want anyone DMing me. Sometimes people like to DM. <laughs> it's really annoying. And be like, I had a problem with this. Yes. <laughs> we had, that I've had two really bad DMs. One, uh -huh. we like fucked up our intro one time and someone DM'd us about it. And then... This, wow. how'd, was, you, how'd you mess up the intro it was our first episode ever oh no so this was last year and i don't know if bradley even remembers this it was about bradley and he just went hello <laughs> it's just, honestly that i forgot about that but it was a it was a good no <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say yeah. no you said hello but you said yeah. it like in an interesting way and people like to dm us about that sometimes um, and okay. then I messed up the editing on one episode before as well, and people DM us. So no one DM us that we're shitting on Greek life. We love Greek life. Uh, no, we're cool. neutral about it's, Greek life. It, it, it can be... No, I love Greeks. <laughs> it, can, <laughs> it can be a good thing if it's done right. And I think a lot of times it's not done right. All right, it's me editing again. I had to cut this part out because I said what sorority I was in, and I can't remember. I think there's some weird rule about not saying it without their approval or something like that and I can't really remember because I did not pay attention during the new member meetings so we're just gonna cut it out and that's why there's another abrupt transition who are your like musical influences hmm I do like Carrie Underwood but she's not I wouldn't <laughs> say she influences my music yeah um <laughs> well I guess so I grew up listening to I, I'll start with that who I grew up listening to because I feel okay. like even though you can't hear them as much, like, they're definitely, like, there. Um, it's, like, Fleetwood Mac. That's, like, a group that, like, when we, when we would go on, like, family road trips, mm -hmm. my mom would just, like, put the Rumors CD in, and we'd just, like, vibe as a family mm -hmm. for however long it would go, and then run it back. Um, so Fleetwood Mac was always, like, a big one for me. Um, I really, I grew up, like, why, I, and I don't know who didn't, but like watching a lot of Disney movies. So like, mm -hmm. I, and yeah. the, more I, the more I look at my music and the more I like kind of like analyze the, my own stuff that I write, mm -hmm. the more I kind of see that I kind of, sometimes I write in a very like musical fashion because I have so many narrative components and, and things like that. And I wonder how much of that was like gleaned from like just paying attention to like Disney movies back in the day or whatever. So those those were two big ones that like, I started out with who are my like influences, like the people that I want to sound like. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I do, I like don't really want to sound like anyone. Like I don't want to just be like this cookie cutter image of like one person or another. And I think I've done a pretty good job of that so far, but 
Um, I, I love John Bellion. If you guys listen to him at all, he's got like, he had that one big song, um, like all time low. I know that one and only that one. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. I think he has another one that always comes on my discover. That is actually how I found you too. Wow, Stupid you're in the same deep. category. Stupid deep. That's yeah. how that always comes on. Yeah. And that's a beautiful song. Yeah. It's a beautiful song as well. Um, but I, I've loved his stuff. Um, a buddy of mine showed me his stuff in high school and like, I like fell in love with like the production automatically. But what's really cool about John is he does like these videos on YouTube mm -hmm. that like show his process and everything. And I don't know, he's got like this very New York soul. He's got a song called New York soul. Um, but like, it, it, he's got like, his sound is gritty, but clean mm -hmm. at the same time. He just had, does like this very good job of, of like balancing his production. And that's something like, I hope, that's like a point I hope to get to at some at some point. So he's he's huge for me. Um, one of like my favorite singer songwriters is this guy named Gregory Allen Isakov. He's like a folk singer. I listen to a lot of folk. I know him. That's yeah. okay. That's how you probably showed up on mine because for me, Spotify grouped you with folk. Well, that makes sense. I think. Um, so did you find me? What you you found me on Discover Weekly? Yeah. So basically, I only listen to folk and that's what's <laughs> like wait who are who are you some of your favorites okay i i do love mumford and sons i love um Fire. alan stone i love alan stone okay i love we're not gonna talk about him again so i'm not gonna <laughs> one of my favorite folk singers found the podcast and it's like a running joke now but noah khan he's more folk pop Mount Joy. Mm, he was on the podcast? No, he found it, which was the problem. Because we talked about it. Because we were talking about him extensively. And then and he, someone sent it to him. And then someone sent it to him and he talked about it. I only, I pretty much only know about him because he's got the same name. No, that's why when I was telling people we were interviewing Noah, like three people messaged me. I was like, you got Noah Khan? I was like, no, we should not no, Someone Noah. way less cool, sorry. No, <laughs> Noah Khan and this podcast has beef now because Bradley oh, no. called him ugly. I didn't call him ugly. Oh yeah, you're right. You didn't call him ugly. I don't, let me, I gotta see what he looks like now. He's ugly. Oh, we're gonna do this again. This is exactly how it went. When someone sent it to him, Dar Dar was talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta see what he looks like." And then I was like, "Oh, he's not that cute." Oh, he's cool. He's kind of got like a, he's kind of got like a clean. He's like a slick Jesus. Oh, I see that. I see that. He's like with at least with his profile, like his the one on Spotify, his profile one. But when I go through and look at his other pictures, he's less less jesus like and more just like a folk singer. slick jesus is a good way to put it and noah if you're listening to this again <laughs> i would just like to say that i'm sorry i didn't have um i didn't have the background i didn't have the, the reference knowledge. to call you a slick hmm. jesus because i did not go to jesus camp yeah. so i apologize that would also be a fire rap name <laughs> i'm not gonna take that one but if anyone wants it um, I forget. yeah i just bought mount joy merch which i'm super excited about it's coming in the mail but do you there have you merch go. do you sell uh not right now it's kind of been something that's like been brought into the conversation and taken out so many different times because yeah. once i get into like i don't have like a manager or anyone right now you know we're so available we like... <laughs> can manage you perfect make me merch that's your first <laughs> i will so, make you merch I, i've had people reach out and be like let's do merch like like 
or like make us merch so I can buy it and like blah 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 and I'm like oh that sounds like a great way to make money but I like always get into like this logistic rabbit hole and then I am like ah maybe some <laughs> other time <laughs> you know so so and I, honest honestly I'm pretty like overwhelmed with projects right now mm-hmm. yeah that like I want to save merch for like once I start doing live shows I can sell them in person I don't have to mail anything I can just like well that's kind of the plan like I'll probably start merch once I start doing live shows as well like big live shows um but yeah I'm kind of just like oh I guess you know we really went on a tangent there I didn't finish my <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> my my inspiration so let's hash those up really quick we have John yes. Bellion we have Gregory Allen Isaacoff, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous music. His mm-hmm. his this empty Northern Hemisphere album is like he like changed my life. Um, so he's who I lean towards more when I'm making like a more emotionally evocative song. So I'm not looking at Gregory Allen Isaacoff when I'm making the Girl from the City Part One, but when I'm making the Girl from the City Part Two, or I'm on the plane and I'm flying home and it's sad. Mm-hmm. I'm, you can bet your ass I'm evoking some Isaacov in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really, I, this is one that I grew up with and, and still listen to so heavily is Vampire Weekend. Oh yeah. We love yes. Vampire and, Weekend. and you know what I love, what I love about them is throughout their discography, they're able to like switch up styles so many times mm-hmm. and, and keep a consistent fan base and grow as well. And that's like, a model for me that like I've set up since the first couple songs that I've put out because like the first song I put out was Girl from the Sidewalk which is like this folky folky type song next song was Alone with My Thoughts which is the one I don't know if you've listened to that one but it's like this very ambient beat heavy space song about like this, (laughs) this space captain and so I think starting at like very different poles gives you so much space to work with sonically Mm -hmm. i think a lot of times especially when starting out bands or like individual musicians will put themselves in a hole yeah and if they get a fan base if they ever decide to leave that hole then they lose that fan base and i think keeping my (laughs) musical options open you look at like the little nasas and like the lizzo's and like the big time it's becoming a trend where like genre isn't really a thing anymore yeah that is pretty true and he has the range people yes. get into it. Yes, yes. the range. <laughs> Definitely. So well we um, just have one more kind of thing to put you through, I guess. So we do a segment. Yeah. And so we're called Send Screenshots. Let me backtrack because I do realize that I'm just assuming you, un- you know why we're called Send Screenshots. Well, I read your email. Yes, I do email <laughs> everyone um, a few days before. But we're called Send yeah. Screenshots because we get screenshots from people that we talk about sometimes we use our own screenshots lately i've just been using my own because i'm too lazy to get approval from other people to use their screenshots so i just i approve all of my own there you go you have mine up he has my tinder messages up on his phone right now oh perfect so (laughs) last week we did a breakup text Okay, so I'm sparing you from that. That band had to address why I sent a bad breakup text. You sent a timeout. Yeah. You, well, so you had someone on. Yes. And they they wrote your breakup text. No, no, no. I sent. Oh. They rated it. I 
sent a breakup you, text. You broke up with someone. Yes. I'm pointing at, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm pointing at you. Okay. You broke up with someone. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he put it on a podcast. That's so cool. Okay. okay. To be fair, this happened in like July. So this was like really oh. old. It was like That's not okay. a big deal, but they, it went bad. Like the guy did not like the message. And oh, he'll get over it. Right. That's what we. Well, the other band they told us that in the future we should send breakup messages with balloons. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is so funny. That is great. Wait, who, who is, this who just gave me a genius idea, Dar. So yeah. I need to say it now before we get into the segment. Before I lose it. Yeah. I say we get a man on this podcast and you break up with him <laughs> while recording. That'd be incredible. I, I I would say I am I am someone who I I think it's wrong to break up via text. I have to like I have to like you're, do you're it in person. Oh, yeah, I can't bring myself to like text it. But you know what, what I mean? if it's like like this was only like three dates? Like it wasn't like a relationship, oh, you know? Then that's cool. Then right? that if it's like, oh yeah. it's not working out, be people boot send. That's no big deal. I'm talking like Beyonce. more than three dates like how long would you, <laughs> you know have to I mean? date someone to call them for the breakup mm. it's got to be a while it's got to be a while i would say at least mm, man i don't know i would say at least six or seven dates but at, at that point like shouldn't you be like engaged <laughs> <laughs> you'd you'd do so great at jesus camp uh, <laughs> i don't think he would I know, I know, I know. No, I would have so much fun at Jesus Camp, I think. Like, there's ghosts there, apparently, <laughs> too. Like, look yeah. at the flag yeah, behind I you. I know, that's why, that's so funny. Uh. <laughs> um, um, listeners, this is a podcast Antar just alluded to. I have a big old pride flag yeah. hanging out. Good for you. I got a deer. Can you see him? I can't yes. see the deer. Oh, now I can. I can see the deer and the tree. My grandpa's. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we cut you off. But, I don't even remember. I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, man. That's all right. Um, let's do these screenshots. Yeah, let's huh? go for it. Yes. So, so um, these are, for our listeners who can't see them, these screenshots are of Tinder messages that I've received. So I only answer about 5% of my messages. And these are some that I would answer. I just don't know how. Mm. So mm. I'm asking for Noah's help and Bradley's help too. Bradley, you can okay. help. And okay. I, have you done Tinder messages before on this? No, this is actually our first Tinder message series. I would, I would recommend next time. Yes. Send some pictures from their profile too, because I just like I want to know what I'm working with. Oh, <laughs> good that point. is a good suggestion. We need some context. Yeah. So all, okay, all I sent him was the actual message and the fact you can see I do not have push notifications on. So it does also take me weeks to respond to messages. I'm the same way. I don't want people like if I'm like out somewhere, I don't want people like seeing a Tinder notification. Right. I feel no, like that's I agree. trashy. Yeah. 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 It's desperate and <laughs> sad. Sorry, people. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read the first two messages that this guy sent me and the only two messages. No, you're not. I'm going to read them. You want to read them? I will play the role of man in your life again. Okay, go for it, Bradley. We need a strong man voice. (laughs) So without further ado, I'm going to read a Tinder message to Dar. 
<clears throat> it's a good thing I'm all about grannies. Haha. <laughs> What's two crazy things that you've done before? All right, so let's break this down. Yeah. Let's go. Um, the first, the first message. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing I'm all about <laughs> Um, tough opener. Yeah. I'm gonna need to. That I'm assuming that has something to do with either like you took a pic with your grandma, no. or you have something in your bio. So my bio, I probably should put this in the email. My bio is that I'm a 63 year old catfish. I, first off, I love that. That's Thank a, you. that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> okay, so that makes Christopher kind of like a fun little guy, huh? Right. Yeah, and it's it's a good thing I'm all about grannies. That makes it actually a really funny opening line. So good for Christopher. <laughs> but then we get to the part two, and this right. is where things kind of fall apart. Haha, ha, tough. <laughs> the comma, not even like an exclamation point following. Haha, ha, comma. Yes, let's like, get into the grammar. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. I think punctuation when it comes to like texting and everything can make the world of a difference. Like if I end something with a period, it's like. You know, yeah. like you need to like what if he said up. ha ha period that would have been i would have unmatched at that i feel like he will kill me <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, a psycho a psycho. Ha, comma that's it irks me a little bit but yeah let's let's move on what's two crazy things they you've done before <laughs> so tough for him to like open and spell something wrong i get that like we make mistakes and all i mean but I first don't. impressions are important um so okay christopher it's a good thing i'm all about grannies that was that was good that was a great start haha -ha, what's two crazy things you've done before i would say well he's he's asked you a question which is great unfortunately it's like a really strange question yeah yeah i don't know how to respond to that like i don't want to tell you the two craziest two things. crazy things and not one two <laughs> he doesn't want just one. you know what's really tough about that is like how volatile everyone's definition of crazy <laughs> like yeah. you could be like um one time i like picked up a stick and threw it into a lake and he would be like that sucks but for you that might have been the craziest thing you've yeah. ever done yeah. i don't know but like i feel like when people are looking for crazy it can be like i don't know i feel like expectations are so high like he's he's put like pressure on you to like sound really really cool right off the bat yeah you know and what I, I mean tell him you've burnt someone's car to the what ground are, what are some crazy what are some crazy things you've done i feel like i'm just a normal girl i guess maybe put my breakup text on a podcast put christopher on the podcast and also you yeah. started a podcast that's like another crazy thing. You could be like, well, here, here I started a podcast, part two. Part two, yes. you're on it. <laughs> yes, I'm actually part. mentally unstable. And the that evidence is, is that I started a podcast. That would be such a funny response is you're on a podcast now. So, Check it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you have to listen like, to that's the kind of crazy. That I is sent crazy. him the link, seriously. <laughs> For a while, I did advertise on screenshots on Tinder, and that's how we got some of our listeners. Oh yeah, there was a back when I was on Tinder. Yeah, there was like a one month phase where like I put one of my songs as like my songs that I listened to, and then <laughs> I like I like did a lot of like thinking. <laughs> like I I dug deep into myself, and I was like, that is like really douchey. <laughs> that no, is like I so feel bad. Like some people are into the band people. That some people yeah, look like that. But, but no one likes a guy who's like on Tinder 
<laughs> doing, doing like self promo, like, hey, check out. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm glad you did some self reflection on that. I know that sucks. I that is like a that is a dark time in my life. I'm not I'm not on Tinder anymore. Um, <laughs> I got a smoking hot girlfriend now, which is great. But um, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, shout out to her yeah <laughs> uh, maybe she'll listen to this i don't know um, have her listen we need i'll make her listen or listen oh, to her. hi anna you know what she, she doesn't have to listen <laughs> <laughs> hannah's her name i'm gonna find her and no, send no, her the link anna it's anna oh anna, anna. anna. okay <laughs> yeah um okay so I, okay back to the back to the right. Just the issue at hand. I would say, it, really, I think you should respond with, um, I have this account called Send, <laughs> or I have this podcast called Send Screenshots. Um, you're on it. That's pretty Period. crazy, isn't it? You're on it. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Question mark. And then Because like, you're ending with a question, he has to respond. Like, Ooh, yeah, sorry, you trapped him. Boom, yeah, marriage. He's locked in. All right. So yeah. Okay. To be that's totally good. honest. I'm probably not going to answer him. It's been months at this point. I really had to scroll no. back. <laughs> but thank you for future yeah, news. Yeah, that's if if this were a thing, you would respond. That that's what I would say. That's what I would say. All right, next one. We have one more. You get two. The last guy's only got one. This is good. I'm excited. I'm especially excited about this one because it's a Noah. Oh, you're right. Ooh. It is a Noah. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? No, I just have a lot of Noahs. That is it. Okay. Okay. So, Bradley, do you want to? Re- so, this guy's name is Noah. I also didn't respond to him. Bradley, would you like to? Speak? Yes. So, <clears throat> here is a message from Noah. Not this Noah we're talking to now, but no. just some random Noah from Boston. Yes. Udar. Hey, are you a goldfish cracker? Because you look like a snack that smiles back. Okay. So bars yeah. and smiles back and crack and cracker kind of go together which is nice yeah. maybe he's a lyricist mm. um but well okay you know what i actually i am an advocate for like starting out with like the hay just you hay? know what no not just oh, hay okay. but see how he starts out with oh like, hey. yeah okay we're like, breaking it down word by word here <laughs> i agree i like a hey yeah. explanation point like, You're excited. Like it's like here I go. I'm about to say something. I yes. I if it were just, are you a goldfish cracker? Because you look like a snack that smiles back. Like that's that is still pretty funny. That's a good line. I've never I've actually never heard something like that before. That's I don't know if you have or have not. But that to me that seems like pretty. That's like a pretty solid opening line. It's a little cheesy. But, oh, that kind of works. That's that's a good response. It's a little that's a little cheesy, um, and then you should just say like something like that's a little cheesy. I like my boys more extreme and do like oh. the because there's like the extreme flavoring. Oh. Boom, that's your response. So check that out. But or yes, go ahead. My suggestion: complete other route. He will unfollow, unmatch you immediately, um, and say, working off that. That's a little cheesy. Unfortunately, I'm lactose intolerant, and that disgusting message made me shit myself. I hate you. As someone who suffers through lactose intolerance, self-diagnosed, I will say lactose intolerance. I don't think it's so severe that I have to go get it. Like, 
checked, checked by out. a doctor. But I know what's going on. It's like, yeah, I visit Dairy Queen and like I don't go anywhere the next day. <laughs> like, that happens, that you know? could also just be because you're going to Dairy Queen. You stop what you you take that back right now. <laughs> There was tension. I don't know if you've ever been to the Midwest, honey, (laughs) but but Dairy Queen's very important to my culture. (laughs) Okay. But we probably should honestly wrap it up because I still have to edit this, and it's like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how? Oh my gosh, how long are on average? How on average our our episodes are like an hour, but we pre-film a segment before this of like us Uh just shooting shits. Okay. Okay. Um, but I've had so much fun. Yeah, thank this you so great. much for Time coming on. Time by. Yes. Oh my goodness. Are you? Yeah, I can't believe it's already been. It has been an hour. It's been wow, an hour. I wasn't crazy. lying. I wasn't trying to like cut it short. But we do want to say, if you ever have plans on coming to Boston, we have a few venues that we would love to see you at, and okay. you can always stay with one of us. My apartment has cockroaches. Um, that's the way I like them. So have fun with that. <laughs> but we would love to see you in Boston. Okay. And thank you too so much. Real quick before we go, any yeah. last thing to plug? Yes, I was just about to ask if I may. Yes, so please. this is a this is a little uh ex- like send screenshots exclusive because I haven't like done an official announcement yet. Oh my gosh. But um I actually have an EP coming out in oh. June called A Book of Stories. Uh, it's a five-song EP, and each song is like a separate narrative story. So kind of like, a, I don't know, like a children's book or something like that, where you flip through and like you can read your favorite stories or something like that. Book of stories, five songs. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. We will definitely keep an eye out for it, and we will also repost it on our page when it comes yeah. out so all of you guys Please do can hear it because – Girl from the Sidewalk, I'm telling you, it's on the playlist. It's seven minutes. And I I think I know almost every word at this point, which mm. is really creepy. But it's I'm super so catchy. Um, yeah. And for all my okay. folk people out there who I've talked to about folk, <laughs> hit him up. Hit him up. He knows Mumford and Sons. So I know him. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. That was Noah Flourish. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We cannot wait for the new EP As we just said, we will link it on our page when it comes out. So everyone, please look out for it. Follow Noah. Um, We will tag him in the post as always. And we can't wait to see you guys again. Bye. Have a good week.